bravery is there in the way they play. And what about Peter O'Mahony? I just oh, thought a sensational performance. Yeah. Jack O'Donoghue and Hodnett, the three of them in the back row. The Red 78 with Alan Quinlan and Neil Briggs. Subscribe to the Rugby Channel on the OTB Sports app and turn on your notifications now. I was at uni, first year in university, and I wasn't playing any other sport at the time. And one of my flatmates said, let's go and give women's rugby a go. And we did, and I never looked back. I was in a pub, and I got up to go to the toilet, and then I was suddenly surrounded by people going, do you want to play women's rugby? I'd never played before, but I just thought they sounded, they looked like a good bunch of um, sociable people, so I just joined from there. Uh, I was out in the college bar uh, one night and I heard there was a, a women's rugby team coming from Warwick to play us the next morning, but we didn't have a team, so I was asked to, would I play the match the next morning? back in 92 was it that we first met I don't know if you were at the tournament um, we organised a tournament uh, in University of Ulster Coleraine and so Black Rock and Cook Rugby Club came along to it and I know we were discussing then about trying to you know get some sort of a formal um, arrangement with uh, to get more rugby teams on yeah. board so we could have a league and that but the Irish team I know that was driven by the exiles wasn't it Joe? There was a momentum, really, that we should have an Irish side. England, Wales and Scotland had already an established side. And then having talked to the girls in Black Rock and yourself and a number of other, there was a real momentum and enthusiasm for getting it started. So we got together and organised the committee and formed the union and then the, the league uh, so that we could have that first game in 93, which meant then we could play in the World Cup in the following year. When we were playing for um, divisional sides in, in England, like you were playing for the North, I was playing yeah. for Midlands. A lot of the girls were playing for London in the South East. And we, the, the, do you remember you had to sign a disclaimer to say you wanted yeah. to play for England? Or you were eligible to be picked for England or something? And then when you started to get this tablet, you're going, ah, do you want to come to England and try? And you're going, I don't want to play for England. I would have been disowned if I'd put on an English shirt, I think. It would have been, um, yeah, that's what the driving force was to find out if there was an Irish team or, and to set one up. Because if all the other unions had one, why didn't we? You were talking about, let's get an international team set up. And I remember thinking at the time, because we didn't have a proper league and stuff, and I'm thinking, you know, we only have about, there's not even maybe 20 clubs in the country. How could we actually, you know, form an international team to play against, you know, teams we've been playing for years? So I, I, I suppose I was a little bit scared we were trying to run before we could walk. I knew there was a pull of players, experienced Irish players, who, whether they decided they wanted to go forward with it or not, they were available. It wasn't ideal. We didn't have the time. We didn't have the resources that we would have liked. But it was a starting point. And yeah. what it, I found was really good was the positivity, the enthusiasm um, from the people at home that they, you know, they did. They, we all gelled together. We formed the union. And also Scotland then 
invited us to come and play the first yeah. game there, which meant we didn't have the issues of organising the venue. Yeah. So for us to do that, that was that was helpful, yeah. and it was easier for our exile players to actually get there. Well, it was amazing to first hear that there was going to be an Irish team, an Irish child, because that's what we were hoping that would happen in the UK, because most of our teammates were playing for England, Wales, Scotland, and we just wanted the opportunity. How did you think? Each other. I know. Well, the same team. We were always playing against each other. <laughs> Whenever I was going around talking to people in England, sort of saying, well, you know, are you eligible? Would you be interested? Yeah, it was easy, wasn't it? Yeah, there was a lot of positivity. I was surprised at the, actually how many people were like you know driving from one end of the country to the other oh, end yeah. of the country and they're yeah. little being beaten, beaten up minis and things like that um, to be there and arriving with enthusiasm and everybody gelled yeah we were excited very exciting because a lot of it was the exiles were based at my club in the Midlands Old Lems because it was central and everybody could get there and it was very sociable club as well, and they put an awful lot of people up. I said we we had seventy people were nominated to go for the trials yeah, um, in a Cook Rugby Club at that time. So it was very exciting. I know I was so positive. I undertook to uh, see if we could get sponsorship because uh, the practicality where we didn't we had no money. We were yeah. going to this international match. We had no kit. We'd uh, we'd nothing, we and uh, and we only had like what about a month or two months. We had an idea. We had a plan. <laughs> we had nothing yeah, else. Um, Everyone had to, to pay for themselves yeah, yeah. to so get over, though. Breakfast. Yeah. Can, yeah. You can actually believe, like, really, we, we played an international match without having a proper training session. Yeah. yeah. I can remember being in the, sitting on the stairs in the bed and breakfast um, the night before, the the night before introducing yeah. each other. Yeah, because yeah, we didn't Remember, know each other's you know, names. Two trials, you've got to pay for your accommodation, you've got to pay mm. for your shirt. We just couldn't, yeah, because I, we I, wouldn't yeah. have had a team. I suppose the thing was that on the Irish team, I mean, 10 of the players were based in the UK and five players were based yeah. in Ireland. So that made it very difficult to organise any sort of yeah, training yeah. session. Because uh, it, there, was no, there was no Ryanair then, was there? So it was all Aer Lingus, so it was quite expensive to come yeah. across at the yeah. time. There was no mobile phones and there was no email. So it God, we sound really old now. <laughs> I know, it's you can't forget yeah. about these things. No, we had when when I got the call about selection, I'd given him my work phone number and my rugby club phone number, and I was at my rugby club when they rang, and the phone was in the foyer, and and I was in the clubhouse, and everybody came, everyone was waiting at the door, and I'm like, hello, and then when they said I got in, it was like massive cheer, but it was like. There was no privacy. Like, you had yeah. to just stand there. Yeah. Brilliant. So I'm glad I got in. Yes. <laughs> it was brilliant to get Alain Roland, um, who played for Black Rock in Ireland, yeah. coaching. You know, he brought a huge amount of experience because none of us had any. Yeah, and, and he knew what that sort of level of play, because obviously, you you know, you play at club and then it's a step up to regional and then yeah. it's a step up further. To regional and then to international. It yeah. was, yeah, he was brilliant. And it was great that Black Rock women's team were so integrated with the 
the guys to, yeah. to get him on board. Yeah. Wasn't it? I didn't realise that he was 26 at the time because I thought, you know, he's more experienced. He paid for Ireland bees and everything. And he was, he came in with a, a feeling of authority and um, he knew what he was talking about and everything like that. So that was... That was really helpful. Even even with the short amount of training yes. they did have. Yeah. yeah. And he was working with what we had already built and um, sort of adding us together. But we needed a coach. We needed somebody to direct us and take oh, leadership. Gotcha. But, and a lot of, like, three of the backs actually came from BlackRock. Yeah. So they had obviously been working very... Um, Close with each Close other. Yeah. Um, so, which, which probably helped a lot as well. Mm. So Tanya's brought along the Scotland-Ireland first ever programme on 14th of February 1993. Valentine's Day. Valentine's yeah, Day. Yeah, yeah, I remember. And my birthday, yeah. I was 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of old names in here, isn't there? Did you get everybody to sign it? Well, no, both teams, actually. Yeah. So, um, so and you know, I actually, I have a ball signed from that match as well. So we stayed in a bed and breakfast because we were paying for it all ourselves, weren't we? Yeah. So um, I can remember sitting on the steps. It was a lovely, like, spirally staircase, yeah. wasn't it? It was beautiful. And we were all introducing each other yeah. to each sitting other. Sitting on the stairs, yeah. it was like, I know, sound of music or something. <laughs> Just, and what's your name and what club do you play yeah. for? And My memory was a lot better then, so at least I would have remembered the name. Well, I was in a room with Diane Nixon and... I had just been told that I was the captain. So I was thinking, oh no, I've got to make a speech. And I thought, well, I can't focus on that. I need to focus on the game. So we sat and we went through all the moves and all the possible subs and all those sorts of things. And my mind just all night, mm. just going round and round, all that sort of stuff. Didn't get much sleep, I'd say. Like nervous, <laughs> nervous excitement, would you call it yeah, that? Yeah. So, no, didn't get much sleep. I had been looking around, thinking who would be captain and there was a few possibilities in my head but I hadn't included myself as a possibility yeah but if you knew both you know the Irish based players and also the UK based players so well that's what Alan said I said he really and he said well you know everybody and you know all the moves you know all the it makes sense great it made a great speech afterwards um that's very kind of you. I didn't think it was that good. <laughs> we tried on the shirts and the shorts. They were um, they were even too big for me, and that's saying something. <laughs> I think I might be partly to blame for that. I do remember um, when uh, Guinness uh, got on to me, and they were sort of asking me, saying they needed to order the shirts, and you know, I just sort of thought, okay, well, all the forwards are maybe. You know, extra large and all the backs. I had to do it very quickly in the yeah. backs, you know. I can't remember whether medium or large, but it was all men's sizes. They didn't have any women's shirts, Rugby you know, shirt. then. Yeah. So they were, and they were huge. oversized yeah. men's sizes. And they were huge. One of the shirts, I know, came down to the knees on a, on a Joanne sure. Moore. And Aoife, yeah. Aoife's shirt, I think, was down to her knees. Yeah. So. I don't remember very much before the game. We were obviously going through things and I think as well um, because we had played so many matches we knew knew what 
club game is like in a you know important first division mm. game you kind of get in that mode and you have your own little routines. But there was a good crowd there. Well, they had over a thousand and for, yeah. for us at that time, that was a good crowd. So there was a great atmosphere and the surroundings, because it was yeah. in Rayburn Place, uh, Edinburgh Academics, that's quite central. So it was actually... It's a lovely ground because there's all the houses all around it. And I remember there was people sitting on the roofs watching the game, mm. some of the houses and thinking, ooh. And it was very historical, I suppose, because yeah. the first men's international took place there, went back at like 1870. And it was very significant, significant to the Scottish in relation to that as well. And there was um, a good support from home as well. Mm-hmm. Like my two brothers flew over and there was a lot, your dad was there, wasn't he? There was lots of yeah. home support yeah. that came over. Variety came over because my yeah. mother was... Not too happy I was playing rugby, but no. tag him over, yeah, to, to support us. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. Do you know the Scots actually organised to video the match? They got um, a TV production company to come along and uh, have a video here of it. But I'm not sure if it's still playing. I have to get it cleaned up and digitalised. Yeah. So uh, I'd yeah. say the youth won't even know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I'm a little bit worried because I know, I know I had a missed tackle in the match at one stage and I don't really want to rewatch that. <laughs> uh, but I think we played quite well during uh, the match. I know we lost, but I mean... And I think we had team. a try disallowed as well. Mm-hmm. So I think we were very... Fair considering enough. we'd never had a training session... I still regret that we didn't win because I really believe that we could have won. I know. We could if, have won, yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. We just, we just didn't have the experience as a team together and I think we did all right and it was a start and as you say I suppose it was about getting the best players together there is something that if you're playing in a team with other players who are really good your level of you're, play yeah. you, you're, you're spreading that experience that knowledge there's a whole, so much that you can get from that the good, I think the good thing about the Irish public is they love sport and they'll watch any sport and support any team. I never felt held back. Playing in the UK, it was well-known women's rugby, but there was still that those questions, those awkward questions going, do you play contact and does it hurt? And, you know, stupid questions. But I thought in Ireland, whenever I was at home, it was... Everyone was delighted that it was happening. So when I actually saw you play and, you know, tackling and, you know, scrummaging the same as the men, I think there was a lot more respect. Yeah. And we were lucky as well. I, I, I must say, though, my mother, you know, she just didn't want me getting hurt. So she was a little bit afraid of me playing rugby in case I injured myself. Well, my mum was never really watched it and she was going, which one are you? And I said, I'm, I'm number five. And she said, why do they have a bandage on their head before they go out? <laughs> there was so much to do because there wasn't, there was, you know, it was the union itself. There was the league, there was the cup. There was trying to get more teams going, trying to support the teams that were going, trying to support the players, trying to set up the exiles, the Ulster, you know. Yeah. So we were very thinly spread. So, you know. Plus there was no email was there or right at the start there was no email I can't even remember yeah, when we, we started emailing to the draft we yeah. sent letters to everybody so that's how people were notified of matches and what they needed yeah. to bring with them so do you feel that we had any support from the men's rugby union back when we started 
Do you know, I remember, I remember when we wanted to set up a league, right? And they wouldn't, in order to get insurance, we had to get uh, some notification from the IRFU that women could actually play rugby. And I remember sitting, waiting at a fax machine. I remember ringing them up, pleading with them, please, can you just send us a letter saying, we recognise that women can play rugby. That's all we needed in order to get insurance. I don't know why the insurance company needed this. And I do remember um, there was teams out on the pitch, ready to play the first match of the league. And we, myself and I think Nick Dodoya, were there waiting for this fax to come through from the IRFU, because otherwise... So... I mean, that was what, no, they did, they sent it through. But I'm not sure how much support we got back in those early days. It was very new for them, I suppose. I know some people say that we were pioneers, you know, setting up that uh, team initially and playing on it, but I didn't feel like that. I mean, I just loved rugby. I just wanted to play and just encourage everyone, all women, to uh, play the sport. Well, I'm like you. Whenever I first started playing, like the first training session, I think I just loved it. We were. I didn't want to be left. We, we didn't want to be left behind. No. Everybody else was established and they were playing games, and it, it felt right. It felt right. You know, it felt like we had to do it. We had to try. Yeah, and so, totally. I agree. And I also think having the international team, and at the time I thought, well, even if we're not ready, the coverage that we will get from actually playing, you know, an international match. So, you know, it'll go out to all the clubs in Ireland and maybe people will start, more girls will start to play rugby because they've heard there is an international rugby team. I mean, it's in the schools now, isn't it? Yeah. But like when I, when I grew up in Tipperary, it was all GA. And when I moved to London, I played GA. Mm-hmm. It's only when I moved to, uh, to Leamington that I even knew rugby, women's rugby existed. So it'd be nice because there's Irish women are so talented and play an awful lot of sports and, you know, are so dedicated. And I'd love to see more integration with the GA side of it to get them playing because they'd be cracking players, wouldn't they? I just think Irish sport has an advantage as, as in we're used to playing Gaelic football and camogie. And the You're sport. used to that physical and the skills. I think we're, we could be at an advantage over everyone else. It'd be nice to see if they, if they did a bit more. It's definitely changed. Yeah. Um, like a lot more recognition. It's great to see. Great to see it on national television. Mm-hmm. Um, you can actually watch the game live it's absolutely amazing I remember because I was looking after the PR for um, uh, for the international for the women's team for a few years back in the early 90s and um, I remember phoning up RTE constantly asking them would they come out and film the match would they and eventually I got them out now they just filmed some of the highlights but I did get them out but it's incredible now sitting you know with with my family uh with the girls watching them on tv week in week out it's just oh just how far they've come it's just it's brilliant brilliant in terms of the recognition and sponsorship and everything they've got now it's Um, it's amazing that's the same it's fantastic you also make friends for life don't you yeah well we are yeah we are (laughs)